So there's fishermen and then there's pumpkin seeds and then there's a pumpkin seed fish. I'm like, oh, that just threw me for a loop. I was very, 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 very confused. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Oh My Allergies podcast. This is your hostess with the mostest, Valencia. And if you are new here, the Oh My Allergies podcast is a podcast about all things allergies. Whether you have food allergies, seasonal allergies, skin allergies, or even your pet has allergies, Oh My Allergies is a safe space for discussions for those that need a bit of advice and support from someone who understands their struggle. Let's learn how to navigate life and learn how to thrive with our allergies together. What's up, Oh My Allergies fam? Welcome to or welcome back to the podcast. Happy Tuesday, guys. If you are new, I am Valencia. Very nice to meet you. And if you're not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you're subscribed on your podcast platform of choice. We're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, just any platform you can listen to podcast on. Make sure that you take the time to stop, drop, roll, and rate the podcast. Hopefully your rating is five stars. And also leave the show a review because it really helps with being able to grow our community, our Oh My Allergies community. Follow us on Instagram. Our Instagram is at Oh My Allergies. My Instagram is at Oh My Valencia. And keep on sharing the podcast with people you know or people you may not even know. Now today, I felt like this would be a really good, interesting thing to kind of speak to. And this episode is in honor of fall being upon us. I'm going to be talking all about pumpkin in honor of it being fall. And no, probably not the way you think. It's not going to be pumpkin spice this, pumpkin spice that, and latte this and latte that. I'm actually going to be diving into and discussing whether or not you can actually be allergic to pumpkin or aspects of pumpkin. And I think pumpkins are not really a food item you would think would be in the same sentence as an allergy or as being allergic. But since it's a food that's pretty much the center of fall and fall harvest as we are coming upon Thanksgiving, I just thought it would be really interesting to talk about this and to speak to this. But before we get into today's topic, you guys know I gotta talk about what's been going on with me. Recently, I went to the store to get some craft pumpkins to be able to paint and like decorate them for the fall because like last year I did this and I was actually leading and organizing a pink pumpkin contest at work last year and that's why like I went out and like designed one and painted it pink and like designed it with like this pumpkin decoration kit I got from like my local craft store and it turned out like really really nice and like I actually enjoyed it more than I thought that I would so here I am doing it again and I actually got the supplies like a week or two ago and I just haven't had the time to just like sit down and like do it because things just pop up but I am excited about it and I'm actually this year going to be painting mine teal um if you are not familiar with the color teal and like its significance to pumpkin that's like the color for like food allergies and like saying that you're a food allergy friendly household that type of thing so I'm um, not going to 
be putting them like outside or anything like that, but more so just for like decoration, like for like my desk or just like around, you know, the place type of thing and just be like, have a little dose of a food allergy fallness in my living space. But that is pretty much like the exciting thing that's been going on with me. Um, it's just been kind of like getting into the headspace of fall and the weather has been really, really like cooperating the way that I want to. It's been like very chilly the past couple of weeks where it's like in the morning you wake up and you're just like, I don't want to get from underneath my warm, cozy covers and just having to have like at least like five cups of tea a day or like hot coffee or like having coffee tea coffee tea coffee tea that's literally been my vibe and just trying to stay warm been making a lot of soup lately really been having like this go-to like ramen soup that I've really been liking that's like a miso ramen vegetable soup that's just been so delicious and nice and warm and filling that I've just been my go-to like if I get really cold and I have vegetables and I'm trying to get rid of them that's really just like the perfect dish to have but just like just trying to get in on like all the different soup recipes on like websites and blogs and cookbooks and things like that because fall is like in full force and I'm actually happy about it it's actually one of my favorite seasons it's my second favorite season behind winter but I hope everybody has been enjoying the fall I know this is a time of year when people are going into like mazes or they're going on hay rides um, depending on if your allergies will let you um, but hopefully you are enjoying all of the fall things this time of the year but that is the exciting thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about during the what's been going on update. So with that being said, let's get right into my foodie likes because boy, I have some good ones. So one of my foodie likes that I wanna share with you all, it comes from the brand Wild Planet it's their no salt added wild sardines and water. It tastes so, so good. And if you told me like when I was a child, if I would be a sardines girly, I would be like, absolutely not absolutely not i remember growing up when my grandparents would be like oh you should try the sardines and i just it just never really was my thing but when i came across these and they're in water i was like oh these taste so refreshing they're nice i really love like there's so much protein in it and they're just really good in terms of like the flavor they're very meaty as well because sometimes i feel like in certain brands of sardines they kind of skimp a little bit and I also like that the sodium level is really like on the lower side as well so all in all if you're looking for ways to incorporate more protein into your diet which is why I started eating things like sardines then highly highly recommend also one thing that I did not really notice until I was talking to somebody about this is that typically sardines are sold in soybean oil so that might have been something that was a reason as to why I just wasn't really a fan of them but I like them being in water and I realized that that's not something that's as common as you would think it would be because I would be like oh like if you can find tuna in water then like how come you can't find sardines in water and I feel like they're just healthier that way as well so the next foodie like I want to talk to you guys about it's actually just not really attached to like a brand it's just 
something in general and it's avocado oil spray. I've really been liking using avocado oil spray and I saw it in the grocery store once and was like, oh, I didn't know that they made them in sprays. I've seen like the bottles of oil, obviously, um, but was really intrigued by the spray bottle and so got it, really liked it and enjoyed it. And it's something that I want to start incorporating just because I like the taste that it gives to my food, like when I cook vegetables, seafood, things like that, fish. Um, so I highly recommend trying it, especially if you are a person that cooks your food in high temperatures. I did not realize this until doing research that apparently there are certain oils that are used for certain temperatures when you're cooking food. And EVO is not the one you use when you're trying to cook your food at like high temperatures. So something more fattier like avocado oil is a little bit more better in those types of conditions. So highly recommend trying avocado oil if your cases fit that. And then the last foodie like I want to talk to you guys about Again, it's not attached to a brand. It's just a food in general. And it's veggie spring rolls slash like Vietnamese inspired spring rolls. The ones that are made with like the rice paper. Oh my gosh. I found them at the grocery store recently. Recently meaning within the past couple of months. And it's not something new for me to try. It's something that when I was so much younger, it was something I grew up eating. It was kind of one of the reasons why I like salad so much because I just thought that they were really good and delicious with the avocado and with the cucumbers. Oh my goodness, those are two of my favorite things in terms of like veggies to put in a salad. And it just tasted so nice and cool and refreshing. And I just growing up really love those. And so those are usually kind of hard to find when you're like in the sushi section and things like that. So recently was looking in the sushi section and found them. And literally I felt like I saw like a spotlight shine on them and I was like, I have to get them. And literally as I was going over to the sushi section to look at them, there were like three other women that were over there like looking at them too. I was like, uh-uh, they're mine, they're mine get away from them, they're mine. And so I took all of them and have been having them as like snack and also as like a lunch option as well. They're just really nice, cool and refreshing and they're very filling at the same time. One thing I don't like is the fact that the place that I get them from, they usually fill them up with so many carrots that I feel like I'm taking out 10 pounds of carrots every time I'm eating them. But besides that, I highly recommend trying them. I know most people would be like, you can make them at home, but I've just not had that great of a success rate when it comes to making sushi slash rolls at home. So I just prefer to just buy them because it's just easier and they taste good all the time. So that's that. But highly recommend trying them, whether you want to go out and buy them or try making them yourself because they are just so refreshing and good and they're just very surprisingly filling. So highly recommend but those are the foodie likes I want to share with you all. I actually have some this week, so I'm very, very excited. But with that being said, let's get right into the allergy news. So for this week's allergy news article, I thought because of this episode being all about the fall and being about pumpkins and especially since of my what's been going on update I mentioned pumpkins I thought it would be really cool to highlight a article that's talking all about teal Halloween pumpkins so in this article it's called why some homes are displaying teal Halloween pumpkins so as I talked about 
earlier, like this time a year, you usually see pumpkins of so many different colors. You'll see obviously the orange ones, you'll see the white ones, like the ones I mentioned earlier. Um, but then there's also one particular type of pumpkin that has been growing in popularity, and that is the teal pumpkin. According to FAIR, which is Food Allergy and Research Education, teal colored pumpkins are a part of a national effort called the Teal Pumpkin Project to really just make Halloween more safe for children that have food allergies. So the whole idea is placing a teal pumpkin on your doorstep and with that, that'll signal that any candy or anything that you offer in terms of like non-food trinkets and treats are going to be safe for all trick-or-treaters because during this time of year during the fall you're apt to find a lot of candy that has all of these different allergens in it whether it's peanuts whether it's tree nuts whether it's milk that's a big big one along with the nut ones sesame seeds there's just so many different allergens that are out there especially ones that can be found in a candy that are given out in are sold during this time of year. And as I've talked about on the podcast before, there's so many uh, statistics around food allergies and how potentially life-threatening food allergies that kids have. So according to FAIR, one in 13 children have a potentially life-threatening food allergy and a lot of other people are impacted by either food intolerances or other digestive conditions, whether it's due to other different health conditions that they're dealing with. And so, like I said, there's so many different common food allergens that are found in these foods. Soy is another one. Wheat is another one. So the Teal Pumpkin Project was launched actually in 2012. So it's actually been 10 years, which is kind of crazy. And how the president and CEO of FAIR quoted in this article that the number of children with food allergies has risen dramatically over the past 20 years. And the Teal Pumpkin Project brings the community together to ensure a safe and inclusive Halloween for all trick or treaters. And so further on in the article, they talk about how the Teal Pumpkin Project works. So pretty much what you do is that you place a teal colored pumpkin outside on your porch or on your doorstep. And that will signify that you have either non-food or allergen friendly and free treats in addition to or in place of traditional candy. And so if you're offering both types of candy, then you will place the candy in a separate container and place all of the non-food slash allergen free treats in the teal colored treat bucket. So that's how you're able to distinguish it. And if you are partaking in Halloween and that's something that you participate in, then definitely as a person who has food allergies, we very much would appreciate you participating in this teal pumpkin idea because it really helps with bringing more awareness to food allergies. And as more and more articles and research that are coming out that's saying the rise of food allergies is on the come up and is keeps rising and rising year over year, having this project in place is really going to be something that's like really extremely important. So if you want to learn more about the Teal Pumpkin Project or you want to learn more about this week's allergy news article, like always, it'll be linked in our show notes. So definitely take a look there and we don't go over the full article in its full entirety. So definitely take a look at our show notes to find out more and to get more resources. But with that being said, let's get right into today's topic, which is all about whether or not you can actually be allergic to pumpkin. Like I say in these types of episodes, I'm not a doctor, um, I'm not a medical professional, nor do I claim to be either of those things. These are just things that I know from personal experience and research that I've done, and I encourage you all to do research on your own as well. 
like I said earlier, fall is upon us, which is actually really, really exciting. It's like I said, my second favorite season out of the year with my first being winter. And I just love how the outdoors looks when it's like the winter time. But I really like fall because sweater weather is back and we get to hopefully say goodbye to the annoying thing called pollen. And it's socially acceptable to drink hot coffee and beverages again because I'm one of those people who will drink a cold beverage in the cold and will drink a hot coffee in the summer as long as I'm indoors. I don't do the whole hot drink outside when it's 100 plus degrees outside. That's what I call a recipe for disaster. Um, But during the fall, the leaves are turning and it's just really pretty outside and more importantly the weather goes to that breezy 50s 60s weather that I love so much and when fall hits there's just like so many different activities outdoor activities that I know a lot of people like to participate in whether it's a hayride whether it's a maze whether it's an apple picking farm whether it's a pumpkin patch not to mention with fall comes autumn inspired treats and snacks coming just out of the yin yang like pumpkin spice everything you see the pumpkin spice coffee you see the pumpkin spice lattes which is totally fine but then like you see like odd things like pumpkin spice cereal and like pumpkin spice protein bars or like pumpkin spice popcorn things like that like When it comes to those things, like I'm not really into those things. Although like a lot of people find things like apple cobbler and apple pie and pumpkin pies and pumpkin bread and muffins to be just very delicious. There are people out there that are either born with and or develop food allergies that could actually be deadly. And yes, believe it or not, some people out there are actually allergic to pumpkin, specifically pumpkin seeds and even pumpkins themselves. While allergies to pumpkin seeds are not as common as other seeds like sesame which is one of the top nine food allergens reactions to pumpkin seeds can actually range from mild to even life-threatening and just to give you a little bit more backstory and context about pumpkins pumpkins belong to the same family of gourds as squash zucchini cucumbers and others. I know it's weird. Cucumbers is a part of that family. But on its own, pumpkin can be boiled, it can be baked, it can be roasted, it can be mashed, or my favorite, it can be made into a soup. And it's actually a really good source of beta carotene and actually also vitamin E. Now, when it comes to the seeds of pumpkin, the seeds can either be eaten raw or cooked and actually oil can be extracted from them. And while allergies to pumpkins themselves are not common, they do affect some people. And so pumpkins actually contain similar proteins to some types of ragweed pollen. So those with allergies to ragweed could also potentially be allergic to pumpkin. And we actually did an episode all about ragweed pollen. So if you want to learn more about it, definitely take the time to download it and listen to it after you're done listening to this episode, of course. And the link to it will be in our show notes as well. Now, you're probably thinking like, okay, like what is a pumpkin seed allergy? Like what is it? And so a a pumpkin seed allergy pretty much consists of experiencing an abnormal immune reaction to the proteins that are found in pumpkin seeds and like food allergies in general um, if you are new to the food allergy world they are caused by a reaction in your body's immune system and your body may identify certain components and substances as being harmful so in those cases it would be 
pumpkin seeds for the case of this episode then produce immunoglobin E antibodies against them. And so those antibodies trigger the release of histamine and then that causes the symptoms of what we know of as an allergic reaction. So when it comes to specific symptoms that are kind of usually associated with pumpkin seed allergies, allergies to pumpkin seeds typically affect the skin, but it can also cause more serious symptoms that can actually affect your breathing and even lead to a life-threatening reaction, which we know as anaphylaxis slash anaphylactic shock. So some common symptoms of a pumpkin seed allergy are like having a skin rash, experiencing itchy skin, having an itchy mouth, having an itchy throat, anaphylaxis, wheezing, having difficulty breathing or having the shortness of breath, having your lips swell up, your tongue swell up or your throat swell up, having wheezing. Uh, Those are some common symptoms. And pumpkin can actually induce symptoms of food allergies and sensitized people. So dermatitis, asthma, rhinoconjunctivitis, itching in the mouth, uh, generalized itching um, after eating pumpkin soup or thin vermicelli that contains pumpkin um, actually has been reported in some patients, and that's according to Thermo Fisher's Allergen Encyclopedia. Now, when you're thinking about, okay, I understand what you're saying about pumpkin seeds, but where do you like find pumpkin seeds? So you can find raw or roasted pumpkin seeds in like salads and appetizers. I've seen it on bread before. It's also used as a topping on like soups, especially like your squash types of soups, like your pumpkin, your butternut squash types of soups. I've seen pumpkin seeds on those types of dishes before. It's also has been incorporated into a lot of main dishes as well. Now, One thing that I thought was really interesting about pumpkin seeds that really kind of just blew my mind was the fact that they're also commonly ground up and combined with water to create a fission bait. And actually fishermen who are regularly exposed to bait that is derived from pumpkin seeds actually have a higher risk of developing pumpkin seed allergies. Who would have ever thought you would have pumpkin and fishermen in the same sentence. So then I was like, wait, I need to know more. So then I did even more research and then I just found myself very, very, very confused. Like very, very, very confused because I was looking up fish and pumpkin seeds, which again is a weird thing to put in one sentence or search terms of words. And then I found out that apparently there is a fish called the pumpkin seed fish. It's like a pumpkin seed sunfish. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. So there's fishermen and then there's pumpkin seeds. And then there's a pumpkin seed fish. I'm like, oh, that just threw me for a loop. I was very, 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 very confused that all of these things somehow found themselves being similar or in the same sentence or in the same suggested search results. It was just so weird. But yes, fishermen who are regularly exposed to bait that comes from pumpkin seeds um, or has pumpkin seeds in them have a higher risk of developing pumpkin seed allergies. And I thought it was very interesting. And I thought, hey, why not? Let's include that in here. But sensitivity to like other seeds or other 
uh, members of like related foods that can also increase your risk of pumpkin seed allergies as well. So another thing you might be thinking is like, okay, if you're allergic to pumpkin seeds, can you be allergic to other related foods? So if you have an allergy to pumpkin seeds, you potentially could also be at a higher risk of an allergy to other related foods. So there's this whole idea of cross-reactivity, which we've done episodes on before, um, that can actually cause reactions in related like seeds, pulps, and plants. So some foods that you possibly have the potential of being allergic to um, include like apples, apricots, pears, peaches, cherries, and that comes from the European Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology. And there's also rare potential for an allergy to pumpkin pulp if you have a pumpkin seed allergy. And so in that case, you could also react to other members of this particular group of foods. And that is like cantaloupe, watermelon, cucumber, and zucchini. I still cannot get over cucumber and pumpkin being in the same group of foods like that's just so interesting and it's like well I understand that they have seeds but like where else do they have similarities like I just don't get it but I guess it's not for me to get it's just for me to accept I guess (laughs) but another thing that you might also be thinking about is like okay so I understand what are some common symptoms? I understand where you can find these seeds at. I also understand that fishermen can use it as bait. It's odd, but it's it's possible. And then it's also possible that you could be allergic to other related foods if you're allergic to pumpkin seeds. And you might be thinking, okay, I, I think I have a pumpkin seed allergy. I know I have it. An allergist has confirmed that I have a pumpkin seed allergy. Well, what do I do? Like, what are my next steps? So once an allergist has confirmed that you do indeed have a pumpkin seed allergy, which there are some allergy tests that can be done to be able to get to the root of that Really, the best way to avoid symptoms is by avoiding the seeds and anything that's made with pumpkin seeds. And especially nowadays, like I've seen more in the grocery store that as more people are figuring out that they have an allergy to peanuts, tree nuts, what have you, that you see a lot of these seed butters coming out. And I've been seeing a lot more of pumpkin seed butters. So you're going to want to steer away from foods like that or even people incorporating pumpkin seed butter into actual dishes so you're gonna want to avoid pumpkin seeds and literally anything that's made with pumpkin seeds and to my point earlier pumpkin seeds are used as garnishes so you're gonna want to make sure that if you're going through the menu and you see that pumpkin seeds could potentially be a garnish for the things that you're interested in or if you're not sure just contact and relay this information to your restaurant server and really just carefully read ingredients list on packaged foods when you're in the grocery store. From research that I've done, they say like if your symptoms are mild and you get like a rash or have this itching or deal with this mild swelling, really your best bet is using over-the-counter antihistamine to really help with counteracting that allergic reaction. And if you are experiencing a a severe reaction from eating pumpkin seeds, then you're going to want to seek emergency help immediately because this could require an epinephrine injection and so you're going to want to talk to your doctor and see if carrying an EpiPen or an epinephrine auto injector is the best 
case and scenario for you if you've had a life-threatening reaction to pumpkin seeds in the past. So one thing I always try to say in these episodes is that make sure you're having those conversations with your doctor and you're able to come to some resolution and have some sort of plan in place if you are allergic to pumpkin seeds or pumpkin in general that you have some sort of plan in place and you're able to figure out okay do I just need to use over-the-counter antihistamine medicine okay if that's what I need then put that in my bag or do I need to have that and an epinephrine auto injector okay then I need to go pack that but you're not going to know unless you go to your doctor or your allergist in order to figure out what do you need and they can help you be able to put that plan together because they're the professionals but hopefully you all found this episode to be very very interesting because I know that I did I did not know this much about pumpkin seeds and the only thing I knew about pumpkin seeds is that a lot of people eat them as a snack and they're on garnishes literally everywhere especially during the fall and autumn time of the year especially on soups and on breads and everything and who would have thought you could actually be allergic to aspects of pumpkin definitely not me but um, if you are a person that has a pumpkin seed allergy or has an allergy to pumpkin then definitely send us a message on the oh my allergies instagram page our instagram is at oh my allergies because we definitely would like to hear some of you all's stories But I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, make sure to hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform of choice. Also, make sure to leave us a rating and leave us a review. Hopefully your rating is five stars. It really helps us so much for you to take the time to do that, to write a review, to actually rate the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, it really helps us out so much. So thank you to those of you who have done that already. And we really want to encourage more of our listeners to leave us a rating and leave us a review. Also, follow me on Instagram. My Instagram is at Valencia. I'm trying to get better at posting on Instagram. I'm just, I, I'm just... I need to get back in the habit of it. I will get good and then I'll stop and then I'll be good again and then I'll stop, Um, which is just very interesting because of my path with social media in the past has been just definitely interesting. I used to be one of those people that was literally on social media so much and I've just grown so much where I just sometimes just can't be bothered with it because algorithms and things and it's just crazy how social media has changed so much over the last like, like even like 10 15 years it's been crazy how much social media has changed but yeah i keep on sharing the podcast with people you know and don't know and i will talk to you guys in the next episode bye guys <laughs>